Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Isn't it comforting to know that one thing's going to last? One thing is going to last. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, took them all away, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Just another day, another Sunday morning, fall of 2015. But this could be the day that everything changes. This could be the day that everything changes. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Can I get an amen? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, even if it's the last day. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. So today I want to preach to you for a few minutes on this subject. The day that changes everything. The day that changes everything. Maybe you woke up this morning... And you said to yourself, just another day, just another Sunday morning, just another worship service, just another sermon, just another morning in the house of God. But I want you to know, folks, we need to come with a spirit of expectation. What is God going to do today and what is God going to allow me to do today? How can I be a part of something magnificent? How can I make a difference if this is the last day that I have on planet Earth? It's difficult for us to believe that something like a stroke or a heart attack could end our lives in a moment. We can't wrap our head around that. We, we can't think that that could happen to us. We could think that the rapture would take place. That's a possibility. But we really don't think that that's going to happen today either. There's really a not a lot that we think special is going to happen today. It could happen. It might happen. It will happen later on, but, but not today. I want you to know that in the days of Noah, they thought it was just another day. They were eating good, they were partying, they were marrying, there were marriage ceremonies going on. It was, it was just another day. Now there are some things that they knew and some things they didn't know. Noah knew God's will and he knew God's why. 
but he did not know God's when. God didn't say to him, on this particular date, Noah, I'm going to call you and these animals into this ark, and I'm going to shut the door, and that is the day. He didn't tell him. Now, the people that lived around Noah didn't understand God's will. Somebody's going to preach with me today. They didn't understand God's will. They didn't understand God's why. And so the only question they were left with was, what is going on here? What kind of a fool builds a boat in a desert? What is this? You know the world can look at the church and say the same thing. What? What are you doing? Why aren't you like the rest of us? Why don't you do what we do? Why don't you behave like we behave? Why don't you just join us? But then, when it began to rain, on that day, everything changed. Just like that. We had some good rain the other night. How'd you like that for about 40 days? And about 40 nights. How would you like the earth to open up and the, and the streams and the rivers and the springs that are underneath to come up through? On that day, everything changed. Everybody became a believer in God. But it was too late. Because when God shuts the door, the door stays shut. Behold, today, I got some good news for you today. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. The door can be opened today. But there's coming a day when the rapture takes place that God is going to shut the door and there'll be no more business done on his behalf on earth. How about Lot? Take a look at Lot with me for just a minute. Luke chapter 17, verse 28. Likewise, also in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so shall it be when the Son of Man is revealed. This was a day that everything changed. Up until this point, they experimented with their sin. They continued to practice their sin. God never struck anybody dead for their sin. Maybe God is dead. Maybe God doesn't care about our sin anymore. If you do the wrong thing long enough, you'll think it's all right. That's what's called a reprobate mind. You can read about it in the book of Romans. It is a mind that is void of judgment because it's like a rubber band. If you stretch it long enough, it loses its ability to spring back. So it was in the days of Lot. But when the fire and the brimstone and the judgment of God came on the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a day 
a day that changed everything. There are certain events that we experience as a nation, even that we experience as a person, that change our course of history and literally change our lives on earth forever. How many can remember what happened on December 7th, 1941, at Pearl Harbor? Suddenly, and without warning, a day which shall live in infamy. It changed everything. You see, America to this point, the war didn't start in 1941, folks. The war had been going on in Europe for years. But America said, they can't get to us. We don't want to be involved. That's not our problem. We isolated ourselves and thought that we were safe and that we could stay out of this mess and just continue to be prosperous and continue to enjoy our culture. But on December 7th, 1941, just another Sunday morning where people are either in church or hungover. The perfect day to attack. They attacked and brought the United States into World War II. It was a day that changed everything. And here we are, 74 years later, still talking about it. Or how about September 11th, 2001? Just another Monday. Nothing special. We'll never forget 9-11. It was a day that changed us for a while. We're still on guard, but we're getting over it. We'll recover from it. How about a day when a police car could pull up in front of your house and a police officer could get out of that car and maybe a man in a suit or street clothes is with him and when that car stops in front of your house and they get out of that car and begin to walk to your house, what happens to you on that day? What are your thoughts then? Are all my loved ones home? Is my, I, I, my wife went to the grocery store. She should have been back a long time ago. Where are my children? You want to gather all the chickens because you're afraid. And then that police officer walks up with that minister and says, sir, I'm afraid I have some bad news. There's been a terrible automobile accident. What happens on that day when your heart goes into your stomach and your palms sweat and your hands shake and your heart breaks and tears begin to come out of your eyes. You put your face in your hands and you sit on a couch and you begin to weep. And all those little problems that you'd had a few hours ago, they ain't nothing. 
all those tasks that just absolutely had to be done on this particular day, guess what? They're all going to wait. Nothing else matters because this is a day that changes everything. Maybe today, I realize not all of you are married and, and have families, but maybe today you're sitting near somebody that you love, somebody that's a close family member. Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your relative of some kind. What would happen if that accident happened in your family today? How would that change your life? I've had the thoughts. My wife should have been back from pick and save a long time ago. And you say a real short little prayer. Jesus, keep your hand on my wife. But everything would change. Why are you preaching this message, Brother Kylie? I'm preaching this message because this church has been so blessed with so few of accidents and fatalities and losses of loved ones and serious illnesses and sudden strokes and heart attacks, very, very few over the years. We have been blessed, but we can take our blessing for granted. See, God's got his hand on us. It doesn't happen to us. It happens to them. But I'm warning you, any day can change everything in your life. You think about this the next time you have a fight with your wife. Maybe you had one this morning. Maybe it was tough for you to get to church today because you had a little spat. What if they died in an automobile accident this afternoon? You would regret the fight. Folks, we better cherish what God has blessed us with. If you're married, you should be so thankful for your spouse, your family, your children. You should consider the blessings that God has given your life because in one day, one day, everything can change. I felt, maybe somebody felt sick for a few days. I thought I just had a little case of the flu. It'll pass. I'm not going to no doctor. I'm not spending that money. He's just going to tell me what I already know. You don't feel good. Well, I know that. What are you going to do about it? Well, take this pill or take that drug and get some extra sleep and take some fluids. And, and Well, man, it'll just work out in your life anyway. But it lingers. And so you get some more extensive tests done. And then you get a call from the doctor's office. I'm just calling with the results of your tests that you took the other day. The doctor would like to see you this afternoon. That's never good news. So you go to the doctor's office and you sit down and you say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. And the doctor begins this way, sir or ma'am, 
I'm sorry to have to inform you of this, but you have terminal cancer. What happens on that day in your life? You thought you had the flu. You thought you were going to live a long time. And now you find out that you've got cancer. It's inoperable. They're going to give you chemo and radiation and you're going to be sick a lot. And they can keep you alive for a while, but there ain't much more they can do for you than that. And you're going to die without a miracle. What happens on that day? I guarantee you, that day changes everything in your life. I remember the day that I was diagnosed with colon cancer. It was Friday, December 21st. I remember the day like yesterday when I got the news that I had colon cancer. I remember how I felt. I remember all the fear. I remember all the worry. I remember looking at my wife and saying, I'm not going to be here much longer. And my kids, I wept openly in the, in the doctor's office. Put my face in my hands and just bawled like a baby in the office. And I'm not much one for crying unless the Spirit of God moves on me. But that day, when you get that kind of news, when it's that severe and that important, it changes everything. You don't care what the doctor thinks about your pride. You just break down. And fear and worry clutch themselves around you and try and steal any faith or any hope that you have. Oh yes, if it ever happens to you, it will be a day that changes everything in your life. Fortunately, there is a God. And should he so choose, he can deliver and do beyond what doctors can do. Without the operations, without the chemo, without the radiations, without all the pills, he can do it in an instant. And that's called a miracle. Or he can recover you over time and that's called a healing. He can do it. And all of a sudden, you get much more conscientious about God and how much you need him. Because you see, if you lose a loved one and you have no one to turn to, there's still God. And you say, God, how am I going to get through this? I can't, I'm just going to be uh, totally transparent with you today, okay? I'm not going to be a preacher. I'm just going to be Rick Kiley. I can't imagine what it would be like to lose my wife. I don't know how I would be able to deal with that. But I know the first source that I'd go to. And we sang about his grace is enough. And if God doesn't give us a miracle, he at least gives us the grace 
that we need to get through something that we didn't see coming. And maybe we could not have avoided if we'd have seen it. But it's certainly a day, a day that changes everything. Take a look here at Philippians chapter two with me for a minute. You know, there are a lot of people that don't believe what I'm saying today. They don't believe it. They're gonna live till they're 90 or 100. The rapture's not gonna take place. It's not gonna happen to them or their family. It's gonna happen to somebody else's family. I'm here to tell you that it could happen to any one of us today. And so we put off important decisions because we think we have time. You know, I, I, know what I, I know what God requires of me. I know that God has drawn me to an altar of repentance. I know the importance of being baptized in his name and, and I know how important it is to have his spirit if I want to be taken in the rapture. But someday I will make it to an altar and someday I will find my way to the waters of baptism and someday I will be filled with God's spirit. It's just not today. Maybe it's next week, next month, next year or just before I die. But we're playing Russian roulette with life and we can't afford to. Philippians chapter two, speaking of Jesus, said that he was being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I promise you that one day every human being will be on their knees before Jesus Christ. It's just a question of what day that it will be. Will it be a day like a Sunday morning? Or will it be a day of judgment? A day when we come before God and are judged for our sins rather than redeemed from our sins and everything changes and eternity begins. Jesus gave us the perfect example of how to deal with every problem in every situation. He humbled himself. All of us will be humbled. Can I get a witness? You will either be humbled by the devil, by God, or by yourself. Option three is the best of the three. If we would just come to an altar and confess our own sins, if we would just come to an altar and say, God, I've messed up my life. I have nobody to blame but myself. I'm sick of my sins and my behaviors, and I want to totally give my life to you. God could forgive us. And on that day, 
everything would change. I remember, well, I'm just going to call him out. I remember Dean Hickey. Took him a long time to get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. But boy, when he came to an altar of repentance, things changed in his life. Even repentance can change a person's life. But it happens in a day. In a moment. At an altar. On your knees. Confessing what God knows. And forsaking your old life. And if you would do that, it would be a day in which everything would change for you. It would change for you. I remember the day that I was baptized in Jesus' name. February the 28th, 1973. I remember what it was like to come up out of the water completely immersed in the water after the pastor had prayed for me and asked the Lord to remit my sins in Jesus' name. I remember coming up out of the water and feeling all of that guilt and all of that shame for the things I had said and thought and done over all those previous 22 plus years being washed away. It was a day that changed everything in Rick Kiley's life. I didn't have to leave with guilt. I didn't have to fear standing before God in judgment for my sins because they were under the blood, because they were remitted in the waters of baptism. It was a day that changed everything. And then on June the 5th, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Took me a long time, all those months, every service, coming to the altar, putting my face in my hands, praying God would fill me with the Holy Ghost. But one day, a man said to me, you need to be more serious than that. You need to come back here on a Sunday night and take a day off of work if you have to tomorrow. Have your wife call in for a personal day, but don't you leave the altar until you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And don't you be concerned about people around you and how they're acting or what they're going to hear because of what you're saying at the altar. Forget all about that. Just make this a you and a God thing and don't leave like Jacob until you bless me. And I had that determination. It took me several months to get to that point. But when I got to that point where I said, God, I'm not leaving here. Somebody preach with me today. I'm not leaving here till I get what I came for. Well, you're pretty demanding. Listen, God's pretty giving. I'm not asking for a new car, a new house, or a new wardrobe. I'm asking for all that God has for me concerning salvation and a relationship that will change my life. That's not selfish. That's God's will. And I'm here to tell you that that was a day that changed everything for me. I'm no longer the man I once was. To God be the glory. 
great things he has done. Rick Kiley's the worst of all sinners. I, I could relate to Paul. Those are the kind that God likes to get a hold of and prove his point. Without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. But I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. My strength is in the Lord. It's not in my flesh. It's not in my arm or my wisdom or my ability. My strength comes from God. And if we come to an altar and give our lives to God totally, 100%, and obey his word, it would be a day that would change everything in your life. And that day has arrived. It is September the 20th, 2015. A day, just one day that changes everything. There's coming another kind of a day. Matthew 12 and 36 said, but I say unto you, here, if you don't like what I just preached to you, here's what's left. Every idle word that a man shall speak, they will give an account thereof in the day of judgment. You don't like what I've just shared with you? Here's the alternative. And I, there'll be another day. Yeah, there will be another day. It might be the day of judgment. How many of you, now, if you're sleeping, please wake up because I don't want to embarrass you. How many of you are willing to give an account for every idle word that you have spoken? Willing to give an account to God? You're looking forward to that day. Raise your hand. I feel bad for you. How many of you are willing to stand before God on the day of judgment and give an account for every evil thought that you have had. Do you really want that day? Do you really want that judgment? Because on that day, everything changes. Hell begins and it goes on and on. Are you getting tired of hearing the word on and on? It is eternity. It's a day though, just a day where everything changes. I want you to know I've got a history lesson for you too for Christianity. One day, Jesus died on a cross for your sins. And on that day, everything changed. One day, he was placed in a tomb, and three days later, he rose up from that tomb. And on that day, everything changed. And because he lives you will live also. You will live also. On that day, everything 
everything changed. Finally, let me conclude with this. On the day that the Lord comes from his, for his church, everything will change. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain under the coming remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. One day, maybe today, I hear these doomsday preachers and I know there is a day coming. They talk about how bad it is in the world. Oh, the economy and terrorism and and all these problems. And, And I think to myself, but in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet will sound. It's all over. If we just be ready to meet the Lord today. My pastor used to say it this way. He said, plan like there's a tomorrow, but live like this is your last day. So if the rapture, here's my question. Here's the way I'm gonna make my altar call today. Here's my question to you. And I'd like to think it's from God through me to you. If I came today, where would you spend eternity? If I came today, would you be ready? Let's stand together. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself shall be with them and he will be their God. Can you imagine this day? And God, walking up to you, shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Let me stop here. I'll tell you why I think the church is crying at this moment. For those that are not there, who thought they had another day. But the Lord will come to us and he will wipe away our tears and he will promise us no more death. No more sorrow. 
No more crying. No more pain. That's all passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Right, these words are faithful and true. And he said, this is it. It's over. It's done. I'm the Alpha, I'm the Omega, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. For he that overcometh will inherit all things. I will be his God. And he'll be my son. One day, there's going to be some rewards. One day, the overcomers are going to be thankful. And what a day that will be when my Jesus, I shall see. And when I look upon his face, the one that saved me by his grace, and he takes me by the hand, and he leads me to the promised land. What a day, what a day, a day that changes everything. But there's also another day. There's a day for the fearful. There's a day for the unbelieving the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the liars. It's a day that they'll have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. And this is their second death. Jesus, help us to realize that we stand on the brink of opportunity. We're still alive. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.